0: Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hanson, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach, and I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Today we are talking with Kelly Collins, who is a wellness and holistic coach. She does yoga, Reiki, mindset coaching. She just does all the things. This is my soul sister, you guys. I am super excited to have an amazing conversation with her today, and if you are feeling at all stressed or in your head as we come to this weekend, this episode is a serious must listen. We are going to go over meditation, we are going to go over breathing techniques, and we are going to actually teach you, which I have never done and I've always wanted to do, a self-reiki session, and Kelly is actually going to guide us through this beautiful, beautiful session that is life-changing so stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe comment and tell me what you think of today's episode let's introduce kelly kelly i am so excited to have you on the show today how are you
1: i am amazing thank you for having me how are you
0: yes (laughs) so good i cannot wait for today's episode so much goodness coming your way yes Okay, so let's give the audience a little background on you, who you are, your journey, and where it has led you to now.
1: Okay, so I like to call myself, you know, with with this entrepreneur life, it's always, like, fun to play around with our titles and (laughs) because I feel like there's so much I do, but – I am a yoga, wellness, and empowerment teacher, so I do um, wellness and empowerment coaching with people, and I'm also a yoga teacher, and I also am the host of my podcast, Soul Spark with Kelly Collins, and um, I got into this journey at a very young age. I found my love for fitness and wellness when I was like a (laughs) preteen. And um, in college, I studied kinesiology and uh, began my career in fitness at that time. And um, after years of personal training and teaching fitness classes, um, I really felt like there was something missing uh, with what I was able to offer to my clients. I also found that people would achieve these incredible results and then not be able to sustain them. And then at the same time in my own life, I found that my mindset was really off. And um, I had a lot of what I didn't realize at the time were limiting beliefs and um, just false beliefs about myself, negative self-talk. I was really hard on myself, had a really negative body image. Um, So at that time, I decided to do my yoga teacher training. And that was a really profound experience for me. I went to Bali and was able to just, you know, get away from everything for a few weeks. And with that, I was able to find quiet and a much deeper connection with myself than I'd ever found before. Um, So through that, I really discovered mindfulness and the philosophy and the practice of yoga. And since then, I have been, you know, studying for myself, studying for my clients and my students. And it's really developed into this beautiful, um, uh, merge, if you will, of understanding the mind, the body and the spirit at this deeper level, which is what I love to bring to people now. So that's kind of, you know, the short, short version.
0: (laughs) Yes. You're my soul sister. We do the same thing. Yeah.
1: I I saw that. I love it.
0: I know. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's talking about me." Um, yeah, it's. (laughs) I totally understand the title too. People are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, it really depends on the day of the week." Yeah,
1: I like a mindfulness (laughs) teacher, but I'm also like a yoga. You know, all
0: the things. Yeah, play around with the Um, title,
1: see what sticks.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, and I love that you went to Bali. I was supposed to go to Bali for a quantum physics um class that they were doing over there for my NLP certification when I graduated, and. I with 2020 got canceled, of course, um, with our uh, quarantine laws, but oh my gosh, amazing. So tell us a little yeah. bit about your experience there. Like what happened for you with that stillness that Bali offers?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I've been back actually, and I was going to go back this year again for the third time. Cause it's just literally my favorite place on earth, but, um, You know, and this is something I really teach now is how important it is to slow down and like shut out the external noise that all of us are constantly inundated with in this modern society that we live in, right? Most of us are on social media. Most of us watch TV. Most of us keep up with the news, listen to podcasts, listen to music, all of that, right? So we're just constantly surrounded by this external noise. And by going there um i was able to get quiet like i wasn't attached to my phone i was um i had never really understood meditation so i learned how to meditate and through that i started to just notice like the thought patterns that were coming up and i would already realized that my thought patterns were really unhealthy but i didn't understand where they came from which With what I teach is something that's important to look at. It's not always important. Like we don't have to force ourselves to find the answer. But if we can go back and figure out like where this limiting belief took root, we can begin to heal it. Um, So that was like the most powerful thing for me. Um, And From that place, I was able to come back with these new tools, which are so important for us to have, um, and just continue to work on myself. And you know, with having a dedicated yoga practice, um, and yoga is meditation. Yoga is that asana movement. Yoga is a philosophy and a way of living and being in the world. Um, By really embracing that, I was able to completely transform uh, my life. You know, and. And yes, those limiting beliefs still come up for me to this day, but I find that it's like an onion, right? So we find that initial awareness, which is like the outer layer of the onion. We begin to heal it. Maybe we start to feel completely better, you know, um, but eventually things are going to trigger us. So that that feeling might come up again. Um, but we understand now that, you know, that, that thing isn't true. That thought, it's not true. It's just an old trigger, an old belief coming up. And then hopefully we have the tools and that's what I did. I had the tools to continue to work through it over and over again, which I'm still doing to this day.
0: It is definitely a repeating process and practice to continually do. Yeah. I love it when I hear people, they're like, I went to go, I went to go do yoga today. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But are you doing it like regularly? Like it doesn't happen overnight that you're going to see change. It's definitely a lifestyle. Yeah.
1: And you know, the funny thing is I came back from that trip and I was like on a high, I was just like, everybody needs to do yoga. Like, you know, like all my (laughs) friends and family probably driving them crazy. So excited, feeling like so empowered and free. And, um, you know, at that, when you have that initial, like that initial awareness or that initial spiritual awakening—it's so exciting um, that you can maybe not realize that, like, you're going to come back down to earth <laughs> eventually, um, and you're going to have to. Ju- Sorry. <laughs> oh, I said you got a ground. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, after a while, I realized, like, okay, this is going to be like a process, and now I realize that it's a lifelong process. But um, it's beautiful when you have like that deep understanding that. Um, First of all, it's not the truth. (laughs) Second of all, um, you know, we all are here to learn and to grow and evolve as souls. And that's why we experience the hard things. Like we have to go through them to grow and evolve and to get closer to love and to compassion for others and healing. So...
0: Absolutely. I'm a firm believer that lessons are so beautiful because we are supposed to walk through them for a very specific reason. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of S's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. So, I would love to dive in because you touched on meditation and I think this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. It is not easy to quiet your mind. It is not easy to focus because we are human beings and our minds go a billion miles an hour. (laughs) I don't care who you are, what your story is, your mind is always going and our conscious just takes over sometimes. And so there are definitely some really simple techniques and tools when you are first starting out to just quiet your mind. So I'll share a few. If you would share a few, I would love yes. that. And I think that would be so beneficial to the audience. Too. Yes.
1: Yes. Let's do it. I love it.
0: Okay. I'm going to let you lead off.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. So first, I always like to start by saying um, the purpose of meditation is... Yes, it's to eventually like find more quiet in your mind, but that's not the purpose we all need to be paying attention to. The purpose we need to be paying attention to is one, cultivating that awareness of our thoughts and our beliefs and like where we're living our life from, right? Because if we don't have that awareness, we can't shift what's going on in there. And we can't start to actually change our life. Um, and then the other purpose is to be able to be present in our life and to live in the now because life is happening right now. It's not happening in 5, 10, 20 years, right? It's right now in this moment, if we can be more present with our family and our friends and... Um, when we're trying to be productive, we're just going to feel so much better in our life. We're going to have stronger relationships. Um, We're going to be more joyful, all of that. So those two things are really what we want to focus on, I think. And um, so with that, don't worry about your mind quieting. Don't worry about it. Just what we can do is start to pay attention. So the first way that I like to start to teach people how to meditate is just to notice your breath. So Follow the, your inhales and your exhales and um, just trace the, you know, cool breath as it flows in through your nose, going down the back of your throat and filling up your lungs. And then trace the warmer breath as it leaves your lungs and goes up the back of your throat and out of your nose. And, you know, you can do this for two, three, five, ten minutes to start. It doesn't have to be a long time. And so that's kind of the first step. The second step is to... Do that thought awareness. So, as you're following your breath, your mind will start to wander. You'll start to think of other things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, once you notice that your mind has wandered, it might take a minute. You're like, "Oh, my mind's wandering. Okay, what am I thinking about?" So, notice the thought. You can give the thought a label. So, for me, it's usually my to-do list because I'm always thinking about things I have to do. <laughs> um, so. You can label it to-do list or this person or I don't know, whatever you want to label it. And then you can visualize yourself attaching that thought to the string of a balloon and then releasing the balloon and just watching it float up into the sky and out of sight and then bring your awareness back to your breath, following your inhales and your exhales. And you know every time you catch your mind wandering, you can do that and what you start to do is you start to cultivate that awareness and you start to cultivate that ability to be present and um you know tapping into our breath is a huge huge part of becoming more mindful and feeling better in our mind and our body and our spirit. So maybe we can talk about that after, but Courtney, I'd love to hear yours.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, I was going to touch on the breathing too, because I think that a lot of times we really focus on, oh, I have to quiet my mind. Oh, I had a thought. And like, we almost like self-punish ourselves during our meditations when we're first starting. I know I did at least. And I was like, no, be quiet. And it's like, that's not what it's about. It's about just noticing And so I actually had a mentor teach me and this helped me so much when I first started because I couldn't focus. I'm like, so ADD in general, (laughs) meditation was, it took me years to like master. And so I would imagine because I needed a focal point and I love the balloons that you said, I haven't heard that one. I've heard like compartmentalize them, um, but the balloons Mm -hmm. are amazing. But I had a candle in my brain, and I would focus on the flicker of the candle and then focus on my breathing. Same thing that you were just talking about. But what I would do is every time that a thought would come in, I would imagine that the candle flicker would be flickering back and forth. And I would just look at it as if it were words floating across, like – oh, I need to go do the dishes at nine o'clock or I need to remember to call this person or I need to email this person. And I would literally, it would be like a slideshow in my head above this candle and I would just pay attention to how it occurred. So it was almost like watching a movie and just observing and being almost in that out of body state of separating the subconscious from the conscious mind and being able to disconnect the two. And so, which makes it so much more powerful when you Mm -hmm. get into mindfulness and get into being aware, because when we're able to tap into that, like you were saying, we are able to bring that into our everyday lives. And it's such a simple practice. Like it doesn't need to be an hour long when you're first starting out. It can be five, 10 minutes of just sitting and just being. And when you get to that, you're going to want more, more, more. And then that's when you can actually really get into the magic of what meditation can offer you. But I think that is so powerful what you said, because when we're able to be present, like we're able to experience life at its fullest potential. Like if we're with a friend having coffee and we're so worried about work and emails that we haven't fulfilled, we're not there enjoying them and their company are checked out in a different place. Mm -hmm. And so I love. Often do we miss out on these amazing life experiences because our mind is somewhere else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love that you brought up the uh, fire, the flame meditation because I, I love to actually do it like with an actual candle. Um, I love that. But you're saying you do it in your head, right? You're visualizing the flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's super cool. I, I love that, and I can't wait to try that. Um, I would love to give one other example of meditation that I found really powerful at the beginning of my practice as well. Um, And that's just using mantra or positive affirmations. Um, So when you find that initial awareness with maybe your meditations or maybe you, you already are aware of like you know, these negative thought patterns that you have or this like limiting belief that's been holding you back. You just feel like you can't get past it. You can do is create a positive affirmation for yourself. That's like the opposite of that thing. And so as you're sitting in your meditation and you're repeating that affirmation to yourself, you're retraining your brain to think positively instead of negatively. Um, So you're reprogramming your mind. So an example of that would be um, I am worthy if you're feeling unworthy, right? Or if you feel like you're unlovable, you could just say, I am love, or I am lovable, or I come from love, you know. So you can make it your own, just create something that really resonates with you. And for me, that was really powerful because, um, like you said, Courtney, my mind was like out of control. <laughs> yes. And it still is sometimes it's an ongoing practice, it's a lifelong practice, but um, But yeah, that helped me to have another focal point. And at the same time, I found it powerful for like retraining my mind.
0: I love that. that's such – and that is exactly what you're doing. You're literally having to rewire your mind. And so we have to be gentle because we spent – You know, a lot of people don't get into this until their 20s, 30s, 40s. And so if you think about it, you spent 20, 30 years programming your brain one way. And now all of a sudden you're expecting it to be rewired and all fixed in one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just doesn't work like that.
1: (laughs) Got to be patient. Yeah. Yes. It is
0: a practice. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that so much. Okay. So next thing. You said that you wanted to talk about, was it breath work?
1: Yeah. I'd love to touch on that a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's, you know, been another really powerful tool and what I like to call it like our spiritual toolbox. Like, um, and this is what I teach people. Like you pick all the different practices that help you to like recenter and reconnect and to grow and evolve. And you put them into your like spiritual toolbox. Right. And then you pull from them, um, when you need them or you, incorporate them into your daily practice. So the thing with us all these days um, in this (laughs) modern world we live in is that, uh, especially this year, most of us are sitting at home on our computers all day. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And, most of us have anxiety. Most of us are really stressed out. Um, Most of us are experiencing a lot of fear. Um, So even before 2020, this was like an epidemic, but now I feel like it's even worse. So the thing is that most of us are not breathing properly. We are breathing into um, our chest And we forget to breathe into our bellies. And we've all been kind of conditioned by society to like suck our stomachs in and hold it in, right? So from the get-go, we've been taught not to breathe properly. But um, when we breathe into the belly, it calms the nervous system. It activates our um, vagus nerve, which turns on our parasympathetic nervous system, our rest and digest state. So it allows the body to calm down. Um, It helps Mm. us to come back into balance, we, our digestion, our reproductive system, our circulatory system, our immune system, all kicks in at that point and is functioning properly. When we are not breathing properly or when we're really stressed, they, they go hand in hand, right? If we're not breathing properly, our body's going to be more taxed. And if we're stressed out and taxed, our, our breathing is going to get shortened and stifled. Um, so when we're not in that calm state, when we're not breathing properly, our body is more likely to be in the sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight state um, that we were wired to have so we could escape from lions and tigers and bears. (laughs) Uh, We don't need that now, but all of us are under this chronic state of stress now and in this chronic fight or flight state. And when we're in that state, that's why stress is like the number one killer. Um, we're, mm-hmm. When we're in that chronic state, our adrenaline's rushing, our cortisol levels are up, our blood pressure's up, um, our digestion, reproductive immune systems aren't functioning properly, even our our fertility um, reproductive systems. I don't know if I just said that. But, um, but yeah, so what breath work can do is it can calm our nervous system and bring us back to this really calm, Clear, focused, and purposeful state. And there's so many types of breath work you can do, but just like the simplest one that I love to share with people is, um, wait, it's called the wave breath or the three-part breath. Um, have you done mm. this, Courtney? Yes, I do it often, actually. Yeah, it's it's so simple and so easy. And all we do is we first breathe into the belly, we fill up the belly all the way, and then we fill up the rib cage, and then we fill up the heart space. And then we exhale first from the heart space and then the ribs and then the belly. So we're just really using our lungs to that full capacity. We're breathing deeply into the the belly, um, turning on that calming um, nervous system state. And then we can go into our life from a clear space, right? Because when we're living our life from a stressful, fearful, anxious place, we can't um, really create the life that we want for ourselves because we're living from a place of fear and lack rather than a place Mm -hmm. of calm and abundance and clarity and all of that
0: absolutely and I love when you are doing that breathing technique a lot of people I get asked all the time like well how do I know I'm breathing out of my chest or my ribs because I know that one can be kind of interesting when you're first starting Mm -hmm. and a trick is you can lay down flat Um, to the audience if you are confused and put one hand on your heart and one hand on your tummy and you can literally feel your tummy fill up with air knowing that you're breathing into your stomach area and then you can feel your ribs rise and then you can feel your chest so you're getting the internal and external feeling of it
1: till you get the hang of it yes that's such a good thing to add on yeah and and like with that and like with meditation um it doesn't have to be perfect right? No. <laughs> and it'll get easier as you, it, the first time or to you, or multiple times you do it, it's challenging because you're not using to to it. to each
0: their own. I was just thinking that the other day. I'm like, you know, people a lot of times make things so black and white, and it is your journey to experience your way to pick up what tools stand out for you for your specific journey. Yeah.
1: That's what's so amazing about it. Yes, exactly. And like, there's so many resources online and so many types of breath work, so many types of meditation. Like, you know, if if something doesn't work for you, try a different type because that might work for you.
0: Exactly. Don't just
1: quit. Yeah. (laughs) Trial and error like
0: anything in life. Yeah. Mm, So, so, so powerful. So let's talk a little bit. Cause I know that, um, you do Reiki and I do Reiki Yes, (laughs) and I think it would be so fun to talk a little bit about how people can do, I have actually never done a podcast, like even remotely about Reiki, um, about how to do some self Reiki on themselves for some self-regulation. Yes. Oh,
1: I'm honored. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes. I'm so happy to get to talk to you about, about this, um, I w- I've been wanting to talk to people about this, but I have to have
0: someone else that knows <laughs> or I'll just sound the crazy Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, when you first get into it, it's like, what is- whoa, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So excited. So do you want me to start? Like, yeah,
0: or I will either one. Yeah. Um, I would just, so let's just do, I'm trying to think of what would be the simplest way for the audience to truly, let's do like, kitchen chair reiki let's start doing something a simple exercise that they could do i do it laying on my or i do it sitting on my yoga mat like in meditation pose when i do self reiki to myself um but yeah we can go over some poses that are really empowering to kind of balance out your chakras and release that cuz i cannot tell you how many emails i've gotten since the pandemic of like my throat chakra is blocked or this is blocked and I have no idea how to do it. And these are some super easy breezy techniques that are life changing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you want me to explain what Reiki is a little bit more? Maybe. Oh yeah. That would probably be a good start. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what the heck is Reiki? Um, they're like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Reiki is energy healing. So when we're doing Reiki, we are, um, we are pulling source energy through us, and we are passing it onto ourselves or onto someone else. Um, and it promotes healing on the in the mind, and the body, and the spirit on all levels. Um, so I feel like that's the most basic way I like to explain it. Do you have anything to expand?
0: <laughs> I think that I always say it's just I'm. It's basically that we are conduits through source to provide healing. Yeah super easy breezy yeah Yeah, and
1: and the path and anyone can do it if you get attuned, it's Mm. um you know a bit more powerful because when you get attuned they um turn i'm not a reiki master so i i might butcher this a little bit but they're basically turning on uh different energy channels if you will so you're more in tune with energy like i know when i in my reiki one attunement um I immediately began to feel energy like I had never felt it before.
0: Yeah. Your hands get hot. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And I was just suddenly able to close my eyes and like feel energy versus before I would have to like really try, you know?
0: (laughs) You're all come to me now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, So- yeah, okay, so, go, go ahead. ahead. I was <laughs> say
0: when I got my so when I got my Reiki master, they I actually had to have um so that I did not get the separate attunements. I had four attunements back to back, which was so intense. I was like crying, telling my inner child that I loved her. It was the weirdest experience ever. I'm like, who am I? Like, <laughs> um, so it is definitely very, very powerful. Very, very And so really it comes down to that it's just energy and energy is so healing to our mind, body, and soul, like you were saying earlier. So a lot of us have some serious healing that we need to do, whether that's from fear, whether that's from a trauma we've experienced. And I mean, a lot of people think that trauma is something like you saw someone get shot or you saw, and it doesn't, trauma can be that your dog got run over when you were five and you didn't deal with it. Like it can be something Um, really small to someone else and something really big to you. It can be that your parents yelled at you when you were younger. Trauma can be a serious, serious level of things. So it doesn't have to be on the pendulum of super extreme or not important at all because it's your journey and it's your story and it's valid. And so this can help with all of that substantially. And, and right now, it can really help to just feel balanced. And I think that's something that we all need through the pandemic and especially with everyone going back on stay-at-home orders. I think it's really important to have another tool to be able to just be mindful and feel free and feel healed through this time.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned all of that. Um, And I think the amazing thing with Reiki, too, is it's great if you can, like, you talked about chakra healing, like, know your chakras and know where you're out of balance. But even if you don't, Mm -hmm. you can just place your hands over one area and it will go to wherever you need healing. So you don't have to worry about what it is that needs to be healed or where it is. But if you just give yourself, you know, some Reiki love, um, it'll do the work for you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Does not need to be overcomplicated.
1: Exactly. That can just be the title. Don't complicate it. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Okay. So let's actually let's do if someone is sitting down, let's like let's say they're sitting on their yoga mat. Let's do just a quick run through of that of hand placement. Um, and it literally, sometimes you'll feel when you're, I'm going to let you do the run through, but sometimes you'll feel when your hands are in a certain spot that it needs a little more love or your hands will get kind of hot or you just feel really drawn to a certain area. And if that is the case, it's not like this is a timed thing where you're doing 30 seconds on your head and 30 seconds on your heart, you're going and just following your body. So you're being very mindful to where you are drawn to at that time.
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. And yeah, again, it's intuitive. So um, how I always guide people through it is to start just by closing your eyes. You can feel if you're sitting in your chair or on your yoga mat, like in the chair, your feet on the floor or on the yoga mat, your um, the base of your spine on your mat or on your block. And then um, I like to guide people to bring their palms together and just start to rub them together. So you might hear my palms rubbing together and create that friction and heat between your palms. So you feel a good amount of friction and heat. And then once you have that, you're going to just stop and you can take a moment to just feel that energy between your palms. You can start to bring the hands apart and feel the energy continue to radiate between them. And you can kind of play around with that for a moment, especially if this is the first time you've done it. And then I like to always guide people to just first place your hands over your heart. So um, you can place, you know, one hand on the right hand on the right side, left hand on the left side, or you can stack them, whatever kind of calls to you. And again, you can just hover the hands like an inch above your heart space and just feel that energy radiating from your palms onto your heart. And if you want to take it a little step further, you can visualize a golden white light flowing down from the sky through the crown of your head into your heart space. And then flowing down your arms through your palms, visualizing that golden white light radiating from your palms onto your heart. And this is bringing your heart chakra into balance. And again, you know, as we said before, it's bringing that healing energy anywhere in your body that you need it. And then from here, like Courtney said, you can allow your hands to intuitively go to wherever you need in your body. But for me, the next place that I would normally go is up to the throat, And you can, again, have one hand on one side of your throat and neck and then the other and allow that energy to radiate. Balancing the throat chakra or wherever you need that healing in your body. And then you can bring your hands up to your third eye. So, the space between your eyes and then up a little bit towards the center of your head. And just hover the hands over your third eye. Feel that energy radiating. You can visualize that golden white light. And you can also play with, you know, bringing the hands all the way to touch the forehead. Pulling them away. And then from there, and again, you're staying in these spots as long as you feel called for, called to. But from here, you can take the hands next to the ears, hover them above the ears. And in this hand position, I like to visualize a ball of energy between my palms, just encompassing my entire head. And try to breathe slowly in and out of your nose. And then from there, you can take it down to your solar plexus. We're going a little out of order here with the chakras, but back down, hovering the hands above your upper belly. Feeling the energy radiating. And from there, bringing it down to your lower belly, your sacral chakra. Hovering the palms. And finally, your root. You can just hover your hands behind your sacrum. You can hover one in front of the base of your spine and one in, the back. one in the back. And then when you're ready, you can just place the hands over your heart again and breathe in. Big exhale. and then you can come back. So that's just a way that you can do it. But like we said, um, be intuitive with it and just let your hands guide you wherever um, they're guided to go, right?
0: Absolutely. And if you're new to chakras, basically what you're doing is you are just putting your hands over each chakra main point. But sometimes like you may have a knee injury, so you could do this exact same thing over your knee injury. Like it doesn't always have to be emotional. This can be a physical ailment too. And this helps so much to heal in a holistic way. Yeah. So I love, yeah. Intuition is everything. Yeah. And you do not need to be attuned to practice. Like, you can do it on yourself and get to know your body. And it's just another way to be mindful and to tap in. Obviously, you're not going to go do this on someone else. This is just (laughs) self-practice. but.
1: Yeah. And it's so cool because you can use it for physical ailments, but you can also use it for those energetic imbalances. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's all tied together too. So if we're physically out of balance, we're going to feel mentally, energetically out of balance and vice versa. So it's a beautiful way to just bring it all together.
0: Absolutely. I know I have it as part of my morning routine because it just makes me feel so ready for the day and so ready to just Yeah. Be
1: that's such a important thing to like add in, especially like once you get into your spiritual practice and um tapping into your energy and being able to feel where you're at energetically at all times is so important, you know. Mm, yes.
0: I know I was uh, just listening to a podcast last week and it was very hustle mentality oriented. And it was something that I used to just love a few years ago. It was like, that was what I aspired to be. And I was like, man, they're always busy and they're always (laughs) doing stuff and they're hustling. And, you know, now I look back and I like can't even listen to it because it's so chaotic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much so I, I just love the beauty of when you can step into that fem energy and really how much more powerful and productive you become by Yes, being Yeah still. and
1: how much more we're like aligned with just like living in the flow and sharing mm-hmm. our gifts and feeling good, not exhausted and burnt out. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. And trusting source, the universe, God, whatever you call it, but trusting that that is going to align with your purpose and you are going to meet the people you're supposed to meet. But if we're always in that, like super busy, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time for myself. I don't have time for this. Then we never get that opportunity to really make the connections that we're supposed to make or never get to do the things that we were supposed to do because we are just driving the mm-hmm. wheel and not letting go. Exactly. Per- yeah. Oh, I love that. So I know a ton of people are going to want to connect with you. I could seriously I talk know. to you for like five more <laughs> hours. Um, <laughs> you are my soul sister. I love so, it. So where can we all find you on the gram? On yeah. The- okay.
1: So um, on the gram, <laughs> I'm at Kelly Collins Wellness. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Kelly Collins Wellness. My website's kellycollinswellness.com. Um, my podcast is Soul Spark with Kelly Collins. And I think that's it. <laughs> I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it. Um, so yeah, you can find me mostly on Instagram and at my website. You can always email me, get my info through there. And yeah, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for today. You're amazing. and I, can I know. It's going to be so week. fun to do
1: a swap. So everyone has to like listen. Oh. To <laughs> Yes, listen <laughs> yes, to both. Yes, to thank you so much, Courtney. <laughs> yes,
0: we'll talk soon. Wasn't that amazing? I feel relaxed already. What a way to kick off Friday and head into the weekend. And I just encourage you guys, if mindfulness is something that you are struggling with, to really take advantage of these simple, simple techniques that we shared today and actually put them into practice. Because We can talk about it all day long, but unless the action is behind it, we won't see any results. So I encourage you this weekend just to take 10 minutes a day and maybe pick one of the exercises that we talked about and just implement it into your daily routine in such a simple way that becomes a habit over time and you will start to see drastic changes in your life in all areas just by making these few little changes. It is amazing. I hope that you guys have an absolutely beautiful weekend, and let's stay mindful. Let's keep it a cue in our brains this weekend that we are going to be present, and we are going to be there through every situation, through whatever is thrown our way, and get a little bit of R&R in the meantime. Happy weekend, goddesses. Until next time.